16 minutes, it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Uh, we check in now and uh, head out to the city of Cape Town uh, in our headline segment tonight. And uh, yesterday, uh, the city's MMC for Human Settlements, Malusi Boy, launching a six-point plan to help protect housing projects in the city from what is being referred to here as experiences of extortion, criminality and violence. Now, uh, unlawful occupation is also an issue and the projects amounting to uh, approximately a billion or so are currently at risk. And uh, just in one report, we're hearing, of course, of a project out in Delft as well, uh, which is said to benefit just over 3,000 beneficiaries, uh, had been attacked twice uh, within one week. And uh, speaks volumes, I guess, about um, uh, what... You know, former state security minister, uh, Dr. Sidney Mufamadi, called economic banditry. Uh, some call it the construction mafia. Some call it the mining mafia in some places. Uh, but uh, it seems the modus operandi is uh, always, I guess, uh, to uh, stop and pause capital projects um, in an attempt to uh, be included or to, I guess, impose a very particular form of distribution of value in many of these projects. And we make sense of this one tonight, all the way out in the city of Cape Town. Malusi Boy is the MMC of Human Settlements out in the city of Cape Town and joins us this evening. Plegas, good evening. Welcome. Uh, good evening, Plegas, and good evening to your listeners. And also, congratulations to yourself on the appointment. Are you the chief commander or the chief commissioner there by ITEC? Commissioner, sir. There, there okay. are no commanders in our, in our trade <laughs> policy in South Africa. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, MMC. Um, Mr. Boy, I want us maybe to start off, uh, you know, I guess around the six-point plan itself. Um, because I guess if we go there, it might explain what it is that this plan is having to respond to um, in the context there in the city of Cape Town. Are you still there? Malusi Boy. Ah, we seem to have lost him there. The Gremlins on the lines. Let's try and re-establish our connection with uh, Malusi Boy, the MMC of Human Settlements in the city of Cape Town. MMC Boy, do we have you back on the line? I'm back, I'm back, Aya. I'm yes, back, yes, yes. So I was trying to understand, I mean, with the launch of the six-point plan, what is the plan responding to? Just paint a picture for us of Kanya Kanya Gwenzegandoni insofar as the disruption to some of these housing projects is concerned in the city. Uh, there's a, a tendency now that is mushrooming within our housing projects, and I think they've seen the, it happening in some parts of other uh, of the country, mm. in other provinces like okay, the Denama Delokbon. Yes. So this thing is, is starting to crop up in our projects uh, in Delft, for an example. People were shot. Three people were shot uh, on, uh, on 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 the knees uh, last week, mm. and then midweek. Uh, there were pot- uh, petrol bombs that were thrown onto the machinery of the contractor. I mean, they had to move some of their machinery now to a safer place. I was there this morning to check on the damages, you know. Mm. And it's the safety of the workers, let alone that we're doing this project for the, for the vulnerable, for the poor people. And now this deters us from what we want to achieve at the end of the day, which is to give people homes. But we have enhanced that by uh, adding about 15 million rands on our adjustment budget uh, this month, last mm-hmm. month, sorry, at council. So as to be able to have security, uh, more security personnel, also f- not only from our law enforcement internally, 
but also uh, private security so as we can be able to to deal with this but mm-hmm. our main call is on south african police service to come on board yeah yeah we're asking for them because this is their this is their duty you know uh, just, to just make sure interest, that yeah yeah so, sorry mmc um before so, we come back i guess to the law enforcement response just out of interest when these disruptions happen because we do know i mean in the kzn experience that there's a modus operandi that it's um, groupings who identify themselves in a particular way who want some dialogue with the contractor or whoever's responsible on on site in the projects uh, give us just a sense of how it is that this unfolds in the western cape or in and in cape town in particular um, is it are these organized groups i mean you know in kzn you know in some cases people organize themselves as business forums in undertaking some of these activities what form and shape does it take on in cape town and then we can come back i guess to 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 the plea you're making to the south african police service it's it, it's a similar it's a similar uh modus operandi where they come in as business forums in some instances sanko which is one thing that surprised myself last week i mean i went to one of our projects where we're building uh, more than 200 uh, units. Mm. And we had, an, I mean, in that project, we have an injection of about 100 million. Now, if you're going to go as Sanko demand uh, 30% of that, but fortunately, the contractor there has gone to the police, to the South African Police Service, to open cases because they come in in, in different forms. In some, in as business forums. Sanko, I mean, is an is an organization that we know that is registered for those that are unemployed. National yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a organization. So it's 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 uh, it's subcontractors in some instances who just wants to come in without any statutory documents. You know, someone just has a founding paper mm. that he has uh, a, a, a company, but the other statutory documents are not in place. And then if once they are rejected, they then try and revolt and encourage members of the public that they, they must be given work. And contractors cannot do that because they have to adhere to regulations of, of government. Mm. Now, now, or maybe let's do this. Let's take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to uh, unpack, I guess, the point you were making about uh, your plea to the South African Police Service. And uh, I'd like to hear uh, whether or not uh, that plea is being made in a context where you feel that the response from the police service has been at inadequate uh, or that any cooperation uh, between yourselves as the city with uh, with your own law enforcement agencies alongside uh, the South African Police Service has uh, probably not worked out the way you would like. Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in discussion uh, with uh, the MMC for uh, human settlements in the city of Cape Town, Malusi Boy. And uh, we're talking about, uh, I guess, uh, the uh, unfolding phenomenon of extortion, criminality, violence and unlawful occupation of uh, housing projects in the city. And uh, uh, he joins us on the back, of course, of uh, um, uh, incidences uh, that occurred in quick succession over the last while out in the city of Cape Town tonight for our headline segment. Uh, MMC, I guess before we went to the break, you were touching on the pleas you are making to the South African Police Service. And uh, I think for me, the question is, you know, you would have your own law enforcement uh, forces within the city. And of course, uh, the uh, National South African Police Service as well would be expected to respond. Uh, are you saying you're making a plea to them because you feel their response has been inadequate or that uh, their cooperation with uh, yourselves and your own law enforcement as a city has uh, probably been short of what's needed? 
it's an issue of delegation, Ayabong. Mm. You, mu- you must remember that uh, South African Police Service has their de- delegation to deal with investigations, arrests, and so on. And law enforcement uh, 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 officers within the metros don't have that full delegation. You know, they are there just to assist with putting uh, law and order in, in, in the area. But those who have the full delegation, it's, it's, it's South African Police Service. And mm-hmm. over and above that, hence, we also part of the six-point plan that I've articulated yesterday is to also get NPA on board so that we can be able to find a way of prosecuting these uh, criminals much quicker, you know, get them behind bars. Because for us to have uh, a law and order in our city, we need to have those that uh, act outside the law to be behind bars. So we're perpetuating the, the fact that we want to to, uh, to accelerate law and order in our city. We want those that are vulnerable to get uh, safer and get their homes on, on time. Because as you indicated initially, this DELF project on its own, mm. it's half a billion rands. About more than 3,300 uh, 3, people are going to benefit, and in families actually. So that's more than 15,000 uh, 15, people that will benefit from that project alone. So if, if we hinder progress in that, we're keeping the, people who are, who are staying in informality at the moment, mm. they are the most affected ones, and the most, uh, they are the vulnerable ones and the most affected at this point. Yeah. You likened this to also what's unfolding in Guazul Natal. And maybe let's continue on that front because. One of the other elements there had um, in Guazul Natal is always the consistent cry by many of the organs that do the disruption, that there hasn't been a proper consultation process, that, that there also isn't a proper way to incorporate SMMEs and you know people who are unemployed in the area into some of the contracts. And it's on that basis that the disruption is then justified. Um, and, I, and I'm saying this because in many ways, this is the common refrain. Um, what is the case, I guess, that some of the groups are making? I mean, you mentioned Sanko in the first instance. You also mentioned some of the business forums. What is the case that they are making? And are you satisfying yourselves also as a city that the processes around community liaison and opening up the space for SMMEs and uh, historically disadvantaged persons uh, has effectively uh, been followed, I guess, uh, properly in this case? We, we do our level best, uh, Aya, to make sure that uh, all our citizens, not only in the city of Cape Town, across the city, and you, hence you'd realize that in some of in some of our projects, people that are constructing in some of our projects are not only coming from Cape Town; they are coming from uh, from other provinces because we advertised uh, widely. Uh, we also have uh, accessibility through our website. Our website is very active, so you are able to to check on daily basis on our website on on these contracts. Hence, I was making the point that majority of these individuals don't even have statutory documents. You know, they just come in and demand a hundred million rand uh, project. It doesn't work that way. You know, you have to follow supply chain processes. Mm. My, including myself as a as a, as a as a politician, I don't interfere on the, uh, on the supply chain process. I only play the o- an oversight role. When the mm. contractor has been appointed and it's on site, the supply uh, chain uh, process are not involved. So if you're a businessman, it's you who will go and 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 go through the supply uh, chain process. And if you're saying you have an entity and a company to build, 
you you need to make sure that mm. you you get to look out on the newspapers, you look out on 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 the, on the website because you want to grow your business. But you can after that after you can come afterwards when a contractor has been is establishing on site and come and make demands. That is that is selfish. That is mm. is not. I mean, in, in your oversight, um, and as you correctly say, I mean, you don't play a role in the ultimate allocation nor evaluation and assessment of some of these contracts. But in your oversight, surely some of the uh, people in the administration would give reports that would suggest, look, when we build in Mitchell's Plain or when we build in Kailicha, this is the composition of the contractors and, of course, those they ultimately subcontract. Do you get a sense from those reports that you receive that there is inclusion of some of the, you know, small enterprises and even enterprises owned by black people in those communities, in some of these projects? One of the things that when I assumed office in 2018, in, 20, in 2020, 2021, I then launched the program for those who are between grade one and grade three. It was primarily to make sure that those uh, smaller contractors in the in the various communities are able to participate in mm. the mainstream of of, of, of the economy uh, through construction, and I opened that avenue so that they can be able to grow within the system. Uh, and and uh, a, a guy who's a plumber in 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 Mitchell's Plain or in Kailicha can be able to open his or her own company to be able and and, and build it. And in that program. I invited CIDB, they're on board, NHBRC, they're on board. Mm. It's conducted by NHFC because it's, an, it's a program to deal with exactly what you're asking for because some of these contracts are very big and we need to spend the, uh, the money uh, much quicker because you are only given a 12-month period. So, But we, we have to have those incubator programs to make sure that these uh, communities uh, participate as well and the small uh, companies. Mm. And you're satisfied as a result of those incubators that this incorporation has happened? I'm, I'm very satisfied because I've got 123 uh, of, those contra- of those smaller contractors across the city who are doing our routine maintenance. Mm. So, so talk to me then, I guess, oh, sorry about that. Talk to me about the six-point plan. Um, and to what degree, I guess, the six-point plan touches on what needs to be fixed in the community liaison in order to isolate, I guess, these groups uh, that might be disrupting. And then I guess in, also in the first instance, this issue of delegation and cooperation from a law enforcement perspective. Well, we're we, we asking, as I've indicated, for SAPS and NPA. And also uh, we have increased on the budget that I've spoken to and also uh, giving our, a reward that can lead us, a 5,000 reward uh, to, to on someone who can lead us to an arrest. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to various communities, as I started today, to, to encourage community members to report this incident because these individuals are coming with, uh, from within those communities. So I'm trying now to have a public participation process where all of us as government and as, as communities were able to identify these people and assist law enforcement a, a agencies. And also we're we asking people to call... Uh, Anonymous uh, call line, uh, which is 0800-11-0077, so that we can be able to tra- to trace these individuals, and that line is is, is very uh, protected. Mm. And uh, I guess, as you said, I mean, you had a, you've put together some money from your adjustment budget, 
Um, and, you know, if there are some people listening to us here from Delft uh, who might be asking themselves, when will the promised houses be delivered? To what degree have these disruptions introduced the delay? And what's the implication now of that delay? Uh, well, uh, as I indicated, that I was on site this morning. So the contractors have encouraged contractors to 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 start working again, and both contractors have commenced work again today. Uh, we have increased our law enforcement uh, officers from the city of Cape Town to mm. be more visible around the, the, the affected sites day and night. We have uh, we have private securities. Uh, on all our on all our all the affected sites, so we want our our personnel because the lives the lives of those uh, workers they matter most to us. So we want to protect them. We mm. want to protect the machinery so that those people don't lo- don't lose any income in the process, and those that are waiting for their housing opportunities can be in a position to receive them. We will do our level best. The mayor, of, uh, which is uh, Mayor Jordan Hill-Lewis, has given me clear instructions to make sure that we take this matter head on. Mm. You also did give a sense that uh, there were two projects that were cancelled last year. Just as we wrap up, I'd like to find out if um, any of those projects have been rescoped uh, or you know, uh, build activities have resumed, and, and that is in Beacon Valley, uh, Two civils projects worth 140 million rand. Um, you know, have those been cancelled indefinitely, or I guess is there, you know, some resumption of the planning or build activities? There? Uh, uh, two contractors at Beacon Valley pulled out of sight because of uh, high levels of intimidation, and we had to go through a, a, a supply chain process and mm. procure new. Ah, we seem to have lost uh, MMC Boy again, but I think uh, we get the nub of what the issues are as they unfold out in the Western Cape. And uh, and it seems that uh, this uh, um, issue, or this uh, what I call the politics of entry, uh, which are not afraid, it seems, to use violence in whatever form, petrol bombs, you know, AK-47s in some cases, um, is seeming to gather steam and it seems the modus operandi even in the Western Cape is the same as what one might find in Buma Koloni, uh, KwaZulu-Natal and even here in Gauteng. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, about uh, that particular story and the implications, of course, it uh, not only has for roads projects um, or even some of the big you know, property developments in places like KwaZulu-Natal, but even housing projects now in the Western Cape. Sure, younger.